0: This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs. I'm a quantum healer and hypnosis teacher who helps people all over the world discover the galaxy within themselves. Join me on an intergalactic journey as we explore what it means to be human in a world where we are just beginning to understand that we are not alone. Hello, my star children, I am going to be playing a hypnosis session for you today that I am very excited to share with you. This is Anru's origin story. <sighs> I'm so excited about this. So uh, if this is your first time tuning in to my podcast, or uh, maybe you just haven't yet listened to any of the episodes with Anru, please. Um, I recommend listening to them. They are pretty amazing. Anru is a being that is uh, within my client's consciousness. And so Anru always gives us some really interesting information about galactic history, about the workings of the Galactic Federation, about anything that Anru knows about, which is always fun. So, um, I wanted to play this for you today and before I jump in I'm not going to talk a lot I'm just going to tell you to if you aren't on my waitlist yet for my membership the mothership go ahead and go to the starseedawakener.com slash the mothership so that you can get on that waitlist and that way, as I release information about it and announce all of the fun details, you will be the first to know and be able to lock in founding member pricing. So let's get to this Enru stuff. So I've, I've been jokingly calling Anruh uh, alien superstar <laughs> because uh, you I get so many messages about Anruh. Uh, and people wanting more and more and more and so I think this episode is going to, to be fun to listen to we get Anru's full origin story here so uh, my client we had been talking you know in between sessions and she was feeling like she it was time right it was time to understand who Anru is uh, and where Anru comes from because Anru is part of her right and um, Anru has been pretty secretive about their past Uh, and we didn't really know why besides you know that Anru had to like sign something saying that uh, they wouldn't talk about their uh, where they're from well (laughs) so we were like I don't know if Anru's gonna tell us or what's going to happen when we go asking for this Um, you know if we're going to have to break down some walls or or whatever but Honor actually gave us tons of information and uh, we still don't know the name of the star system because that is forbidden information Uh, I mean the name of the the planet not the star system Um, but we do know it's somewhere in Cepheus the constellation so Something that I find interesting about this session is how it starts off as you'll clearly hear, as my client, and you know, it's very human, you hear her personality, right? And then as we start talking, you'll start to hear Anru come through. And by now, if you've listened to a few of these, you, you know what Anru sounds like. And so we're <laughs> kind of like talking to a mix of her and Anru, and then I'm like, all right, let's just bring Anru forward. And <laughs> It's just, uh, you can hear the big shift. So, I just find it so fascinating and cool. I don't know. I kind of feel like I feel like they should make Anru's story into a movie or something. It's it's pretty amazing. If this is your first time hearing Anru, you'll still enjoy the session. You don't have to stop and go go back and listen to other episodes. But if you your curiosity is piqued after listening to this one, go back and find all the other Anru episodes because they're fantastic all right let's go
1: it's warm very warm there's a a star it's it's very large um it's it doesn't look blue but i know that it's blue if that makes sense Mm-hmm. Like how the sun is green, but we see it as kind of yellow. Mm. But it's it's very warm and it's very large, much much larger than the sun. Either that, or I'm closer to it, kind of floating out here in space with mm-hmm. it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a planet. With... I want to say rings around it, but not quite. Like, it looks, um, well, it could be rings, but it looks like they've kind of been, uh... Torn off of it, almost. Like, Mm -hmm. they're being pulled off of it, and they're kind of white.
2: Oh,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. And they've got a very dramatic pointy shape to them,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. very dramatic. Uh, It almost looks like something an artist would would draw, but the planet itself, I can't see the colors of it. It's kind of blacked out, Mm. yeah, but it's, it's kind of, it's much closer to the star than I was expecting.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And are you, um, are you just
1: floating, or what are you, what are you doing? Okay. Yeah, I'm just kind of floating, again, far away, mm-hmm. much further than I was the last time I floated next to a planet. I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> like much, much farther. Like the star looks huge, and the planet looks very small.
0: Okay. Let's see if we can get a little bit closer. See what happens.
1: Um, two moons. I think I could be wrong. There might be three.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Two of them are, are large though, and one of them is very small. That's okay. a good, like, like very small. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ships coming and going. Mm. Like a. Not like passenger ships, but like freighter ships. Oh, I see. Carrying stuff. Mm-hmm. Carrying stuff. Back and forth. There's... Kind of like a uh, an artificial golden ring around this planet now. Like, it's very thin. Oh. Yeah. And it's... It's almost like it's around the entire planet, kind of like a. What are they called? Like those those sp- <laughs> space stations that are rings, but it's around the planet. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. But it's very thin.
2: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Like almost like pieces can be taken off and put back on. Mm hmm. Yeah it still looks very shadowed to me but i can't the rings are the dramatic pointy rings are very far apart now they're not right next to the planet like they were when i was far away oh okay Mm -hmm. um the the artificial ring that's around it glitters a lot like it's very gold very very glittery.
2: Hmm.
1: Hmm. One of the moons has life on it. Oh. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> it's. I don't know which one, but I think one of them does. Like it. Uh, like it has trees and forests and stuff on it. Which is different compared to what's on the planet, I think. hmm like, like a different and- Yeah, like a completely different climate. Like the, the moon is more humid and the planet is drier. hmm
0: Very interesting.
1: Mm.
0: Do you know if it's um, like the life on the planet? Do you know if there are People on it, or yeah, animals.
1: There's people and animals. Um, they do a lot of trading. Mm. like a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm I kind of surprised.
0: That's so interesting,
1: but they do a lot of trading. But that's like the only thing they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like a stop on a very large trading ring Mm. that's been going on for like, ever. Mm -hmm. Um, They are a stop, and these freighters come in and drop goods off, and then the people on this planet load up the freighters and send them back off with more stuff from that planet. Hmm.
0: And that's from the moon, or is that from the actual planet? No, that's
1: from from the actual planet. It feels like the moon is kind of a... uh,
0: Like an outpost?
1: Yeah, kind of. People don't really live there. Mm -hmm. They're just... Maybe they're sent there for a a while, if that makes any sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're sent there for a while, and then they can go back to the planet but most of the people live on the planet yeah. very 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 few of them are going to live on that moon. Okay.
0: do you have like a name any names coming through
1: no it starts with a v though Okay. I think. Or at least what what humans would call a V. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think so, at least. Okay. Oh, I know why the planet's shadowed. Why? It's night time. Oh,
0: <laughs> that would make sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I see lots of, like, uh, you know how Earth looks when half of it is at night mm-hmm. and the other half is in the day and the night side has lights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it looks light. like. Yeah. Got it. But it's it's nighttime. No wonder. <laughs> that would <one> make sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot more. At least from how I'm saying it, that it looks like there's a lot more land than there is like water because you can tell where there's water because there's no light Mm. for a really long expanse. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely more land than there is water. Mm -hmm. And it has very uh, very like (laughs) I I can see the shape of the land that's very weird Um, like very rounded there's like a big peninsula and then Mm -hmm. it kind of goes up in and comes back down to another like sharp something down here and I can't see the rest of the land down here but this right here is all water Okay, and the rest of this is very orange land hmm <laughs> it's very like it almost reminds me of like that little spot <clears throat> in the Mediterranean where all of the land is very peninsula e and then it goes straight up into more curvature and water it's weird mm. <laughs> it's very very dramatic landscape. <laughs> uh. Are yeah you,
0: are you able to tell what like is it sandy, is it deserty, any anything coming through?
1: I think it's so in some places the sand cuz I'm I'm having like a, a moment where I can almost feel it. Mm-hmm. The sand is really soaky. And really Mm. soft when you put your hands into it. Mm Kind of like how you would expect the (laughs) Sahara Desert to feel. Something Mm -hmm. like that where it looks really, really, really soft. And then in other places it looks more like an American desert. Where it's Mm -hmm. rocky and the land is kind of cracked. And there's very dramatic uh, rock formations and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all like a variant of this kind of yellow, orange, red color, mm-hmm. and then the rocks that come from the ground are like really, really dark mm. red, really dark. Mm. Yeah, and they they have that uh, buffeted by wind look. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, where they look very. Strange, peculiar, but they're not sharp, so very smooth formations. Mm. I don't think it rains very much, obviously. Yeah, but when, when it does, it rains for days. Mm. Days, there's trees that are. Ooh, think, you know those you know in Lion King, the tree Rafiki lives in? Yes. One of, like, those. mm mm-hmm. But smaller? mm mm-hmm, Kind of? Some of them? And what we would call forests of them. Mm. Like silky sand forests. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Where the, 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 the tree cover is kind of, uh, sparse but it's still there so the entire forest floor which is just like this really soft sand or um very flat is very dappled and -hmm. there's not a whole lot of shade but there's just enough that you can you can feel difference Mm mhm
0: what about animals are there any animals
1: (sighs) there's some kind of cat creature Mm mhm it's big. It's covered in spots. Kind of golden color. It mm-hmm. blends into the sands mm-hmm. monstrously well. It's I think it's got It's not got fur. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's kind of it's kind of like a, you know, how Sphinx cats look, where their skin can be different colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got like the 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 patterns of like a mixture between like a tiger and a leopard. Mm -hmm. But its skin is like this yellowy, orange, tan color. Mm -hmm. And its spots are like almost black. Ah. And it kind of slinks across the sand. Mm Mm-hmm. And is kinda of scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a it's very large. Mm-hmm. Tiger sized, it's very large. And it's got a bobtail, not a long one, mm. a bobbed one. A very large feet mm. with big claws and its teeth are Ooh. <laughs> Aggressive, yeah. (laughs) Um, and it's its ears are very big, very big, uh huh, big, long ears, kind of like how we would associate jackal ears. Oh, yeah, like Mm -hmm. they're huge, they're very long, Mm -hmm. and they're very smart. Mm. Mm. (laughs) They're scary.
0: Um, what do they eat?
1: Meat. Mm. Kind of like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, I assume these people also eat meat. hmm But these cats are very respected. Very, very, very respected. Mm. And they kind of, they kind of eat... There's not very many big animals around mm-hmm. this specific area i guess and or at least the ones that are big are too big oh uh huh where so they kind of hunt uh rabbit very large rabbit sized animals mhm um and some kind of snake creature mm-hmm. and us if we're not careful
0: Uh uh-huh yeah
1: they're very smart creatures very smart very smooth Uh to the touch uh and it's all it almost feels like it's illegal to kill one (laughs) Uh, unless absolutely necessary
0: yeah unless your life is threatened or something
1: yeah Cause they're very, they're very revered, very intelligent creatures. Mm -hmm. Like they can, uh, like when you look in, when you look them in the eye, you can tell that there's, there's something, there's something in there. Yeah. Having cohesive thoughts. Right. Is it able
0: to communicate, uh, at all?
1: I think it is.
0: (laughs) Wow. Cool. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think it, I think it can talk to us. Uh-huh. Then again, I think it's because we have very very open kind of mind, right. Emotions are kind of a communication staple. Right. I mean, we have a language, but it's different. It's uh, we when we don't want to physically talk to each other, we'll just send emotions back and forth. Mm. And this, yeah, like this, telepathy. Yeah, this cat has a very cool, like it, like it feels cool if it talks to you. Mm. Very cool,
0: like cool in temperature. Um,
1: he, yeah, hmm. like a, like its thought process is calm and it's cool uh. and it's very collected and it just feels very like like almost if you step into a stream. Mm. it's very cold water that's what their thought process feels like
2: oh that's so cool
1: and their eyes are green Mm -hmm. very green like piercing green and they sit up in these trees that are excruciatingly tall with very smooth bark Mm -hmm. like a oh I'm trying to describe what it oh kind of like a ginger root you know how that feels oh yeah yeah, like that. All the way up. Wow. Yeah, and they sit on the excruciatingly high branches and they just kind of sit there and watch.
0: <laughs> they sound intimidating.
1: <laughs> oh, they're very intimidating. They kind of remind me of the same uh, vibe that a sphinx gives.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So typically oh. they will not they won't hurt you. They kind of just watch. But every now and then if you piss one off,
0: yeah, it's not yeah, good. You don't want to be oh. around for that. Ah,
1: ah, ah.
0: What are they called? K- Kala Kala
1: K A L A Kala. Ka- I think <laughs> Kala. <laughs> Because my mind was trying to be like Tiger, and I'm like, that's not <laughs> like
0: that's not it,
1: <laughs> that's not it. And then it was like, how about Kala? And I'm like, okay, Kala.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, I what? guess they're called Kala.
0: <laughs> okay. Here we can um also. I feel like right now, like you're kind of a mix of yourself and Anru. <laughs> I'm like seeing, seeing like both kind of like come. Mixtured together. Let's see let's see if Anru is like let's bring Anru to the 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 front of the microphone. Maybe (laughs) we'll have a lot of insights, I'm sure.
1: I have a very distinct oh I'm sorry. Hi. I have a very (laughs) distinct memory of standing below one of these trees and there's one of these things looking at me <laughs> uh uh-huh. <laughs> and i'm like oh
0: <laughs> run oh, <laughs> Is that <what> you do? <laughs> oh,
1: no not run it's just kind of like a like a uh, don't move kind of it because it's staring at me it's mm-hmm. very like snapshot side it's very staring at me and i'm it's very it's very intimidating <laughs> it's very intimidating. It um, I'm with somebody. I don't know what they look like, but I'm with somebody and they're kind of behind me. Okay but this cre- this creature is like looking at me. We're in one of these forests and it's almost like it's trying to to talk. Mm. which is why it feels very cool. Mm-hmm. It's attention feels very cold. Mm-hmm. Comparative to the sand, which is very, very warm, <laughs> mm. but it's it's just kind of staring down at me, and I am incredibly intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very big cat.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: That's so interesting!
1: It's got its paws crossed. <laughs> How fancy! and it's sitting it's not really lounging on the tree branch it's like sitting like in a sphinx position but it's feet are crossed and it's kind of like its head is bent down and it's looking looking at me
0: (laughs) yeah how how tall and big are you compared to this cat
1: oh oh goodness how tall am i um I am, like, mm, probably close to eight feet tall. Okay. I am. Yeah. Not quite there, but close. <laughs> close this enough. This cat, yeah, this cat is... Oh, shoulder height?
2: hmm
1: Like, like, its back is shoulder height. Oh, wow. Yeah, its shoulder is next to mine, almost. Mm-hmm. Like just, just underneath. Just underneath my shoulder is its shoulder. Hmm. They're they're very large. And they have kind of a a mix between some of them are more striped and some of them have more spots. Mm-hmm. And this particular one, sometimes they do have longer tails, I think. Maybe like it's a like a quote unquote deformity oh, when they have longer tails. This one has a longer tail. Like, not much longer, but long enough to curl. Mhm. And it... Big ears. Very big ears. And it looks rather... Like, it's curious, it's rather passive, mm-hmm. but it's definitely watching. Mm. <laughs> it's so scary looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's got ridges on its muzzle. Mm. Mhm. It's just on its muscle and it's, it's, it's head is huge. It's very big. So like are a, you,
2: go ahead, go
1: ahead. It has like a, you can tell it has very big chomping muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Strong, yeah. strong jaw.
1: And a, um, a, a knowledge bump on the back of its head where oh. all of it's. it's like yeah.
0: Where his brain is.
1: Well, knowledge, like, uh, knowledge bumps on dogs. Uh-huh. Are where they're called knowledge bumps, but they're where the tendons and muscles connect on the back of their head. Oh. The bigger the knowledge bump, the stronger the dog's bite.
2: I had no idea. Interesting.
1: <laughs> it has a very big knowledge bump. Wow! <laughs> oh. So it's very strong, very stocky cat. Not leaf stocky. Mm-hmm. What? Are
0: you um, related at all genetically to this cat like are your people related at all since I know you kind of have some cat-like features
1: mm-hmm Our ears are very similar
2: mm-hmm.
1: Our tails are kind of the same um, I mean it typically has a shorter shorter tail yeah and we have a longer one um It's possible mm. they could be very, very, very far ancestors or a split off of our ancestor or yeah, something like that. Like, relatively, we are close, not as close as humans are to chimps.
0: Uh-huh. But... But kind of similar as to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, Why don't we see if we can go maybe explore like a an area where there's some dwellings and a community?
1: There's not much community on this planet. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, we kind of keep to ourselves.
2: Hmm.
1: In family units, houses are kind of, kind of far, but kind of close at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, you could walk to somebody's house within a day. Oh, wow. But it would, but it would take a day, uh-huh. almost or half a day, or or any, a couple of hours mm-hmm. to walk there. Um, sometimes families live closer together if, say, the patriarchs or, or matriarchs of the family are best friends with somebody. Oh. They can be they can move their families quite close, which in turn creates these. Really close, like bonds with these other families. So, the person that's with me has that kind of relationship with me where Mm -hmm. our families are very rather close together. And so, we grew up being the only other children around. So, we just became really close friends. Oh, I see. They expect us to get married.
0: Oh, interesting! <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs>
1: uh, 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 he's my best friend, but nothing more.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell me more about like the how the society
1: works. It's so, so interesting. We have. Have you heard the human saying, "The only son of an only son."
0: Possibly. Probably.
1: So, we don't have siblings.
0: Ah. So you're all only children?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So, my father is an only son to two only children, and my mother is the same way. She's the only daughter to two only children. And then I am their only child. Mm -hmm. And our, my my grandparents live with us. Mm. So I have four grandparents, my parents, and me.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And we all live in same house, same area Mm kind of deal.
0: Like a homestead-ish, where it's like the family homestead.
1: Yeah. We kind of live together. And my friend's family has lived extremely close to us for as long as my family's been there. Mm-hmm. So whoever decided to move there, whatever couple decided to move there first, then created like an eternal like bond between families. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they've been there for a long time and we've been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of expected to be really close with one another forever and support one another but specifically they expect us to get married and I don't know why because no one else has ever been married between the two families oh. but they kind of expect that from us
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know why <laughs>
0: mm. yeah how, <laughs> it's kind of weird how like how long are your lifespans
1: <laughs> longer than humans yeah. Long, longer than humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe hundreds of years. Yeah. By human standards. If not, maybe more. But I'm not really sure. I can't exactly pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's not really, there's no really towns and there's no really cities. Mm-hmm. There's gathering places, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, yeah like big uh big big stone sometimes square sometimes circles sometimes triangles big stone pads where people can congregate for say a celebration or a festival or a holiday or training or mm-hmm. anything uh they kind of gather there but typically those places are kind of they're kept clean but they're not really used all that much they're kind of like a city park or something oh i see Mm-hmm. Like a venue
0: specifically. For-
1: yeah, but they're not, they're typically not used very much because we somehow, besides our family, we're rather solitary creatures. Hmm. So we move in family groups and sometimes friends of family groups, but we're still far enough away where we won't bug each other. Yeah. Um,
0: how do goods get... uh delivered i don't know if that's the right word to each kind of like family you know, so
1: so while we are incredibly technological we don't use it that much uh-huh. yeah we're kind of self-sufficient that's cool so do you grow
0: your mm-hmm. own like food and
1: mm-hmm. you grow your own food you hunt your own animals you observe tradition Hmm perfectly. So you live off and respect the land, and the land will respect you. Mm. And there are some places where there's technology. So, I mean, and we do, we have technology as well, like certain things, uh, communication and all that kind of fun stuff. But say if something breaks, you go to an epicenter during a day when there's like a, because there's like a week, weekly, Bi weekly kind of. Oh, what's the word? Market, market, market. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so you kind of go, and if you need something, you buy it. Huh. Or you trade for it, more likely.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. How, um, what about transportation?
1: Most of the time we walk, but. There are subway systems. Ah, yeah, I think so. So, like, if you need to go to a quote-unquote higher populated area, there's a subway system somewhere. I, I'm not really sure how that works, mm-hmm. but <laughs> and I'm mean, not like really mag- sure,
0: like through magnets or energy.
1: Yeah, ley lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's there's typically like a Like there'll be a collection of houses in a specific area Mm -hmm. and then not too far from that there'll be a building that is a transportation center Mm -hmm. i think i think that's how that works
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) what what type of things are in the um the group of buildings like if you're going to be taking the quote-unquote subway you know somewhere why might you need to do that
1: So, children usually are permitted to explore. Mm. Like, not young children, but uh, children who have come of age, kind of, yeah. are permitted to explore. And there are some places where there are kind of city esque areas because that's where traders come in mm. and they wouldn't know what to do with a barren landscape. <laughs> mm-hmm. They wouldn't they wouldn't be able to see the life that's there. Yeah. So we kind of had to mimic a city for them. Oh, and weird. so you can go into the city and talk to foreigners. Mm. If you really wanted to and trade with them.
0: What type of foreigners, uh, like do you have any species in particular that come by?
1: Yeah, there's one, mm. but I don't know the name of them. I'm getting like an image in my face of their face in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. kind of green gray skin, mm-hmm. taller than us, even. Oh, wow, yeah, they're 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 very large and have kind of a round stature hmm. and have their face right here is uh... <laughs> I know what they look like and I hate it <laughs> what? <laughs> they kind of, if you ever watch Futurama, they kind of remind me of Zoidberg <laughs> <laughs> But with hands instead of claws. And they're (laughs) bald. They remind me of Soidberg. Oh no. (laughs) (sighs) Because they have like that weird tentacle thing in front of their their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. They have really kind of blue eyes. Like really bright blue eyes. And they wear like varying forms of the same gray uniform like mm-hmm. dark, like in the middle it's dark. And then around the edges there's this trim that's light gray or silver. And they all some of them have their sleeves cut off, some of them have long sleeves, some of them are wearing shorts, some of them are wearing, you know, like a different it's all stylized differently. Mm-hmm. But they are the main people we trade with. Wow. Oh. And Do I you know- don't the, the the their name starts with the G. The Oh, <laughs> it it sounds a lot like it sounds a lot like both gulag and glock.
0: <laughs> Do you know what constellation they're from? Um, maybe that's an easier point of reference.
1: <laughs> oh goodness, where are they from? No, they're not. We can't see their star uh. from Earth. We can't see it. It's too it's too dim or it's too far or uh. something. Interesting. They kind of remind me of, uh, if you've ever heard of them, they're called Yargans. E- e- mm-hmm. They're kind of like frog people. Hmm these guys have kind of a similar situation going on as the Argons do Mm -hmm. where they are from a very cloudy planet Mm. and it's very moist there and very dark and their star is just bright enough to support light or it's no that's a lie it's just bright enough to support life from the planet The star Mm. itself is incredibly bright, but there's so Uh, many clouds.
0: And there's clouds.
1: Yeah. And they have a very, uh, very bright star. And but they're very like uh, amphibious, kind of moist Mm -hmm, mm creatures, kind of slimy. Mm. But they're so sweet. <laughs> they <laughs> they are just so look nice. a little funny. <laughs> they A little funny, but they're so nice. Oh, that's good. They're so um, nice.
0: What about? Oh, what kind of things do you trade with them?
1: Um, skins, hmm. um, beads, like traditional, like trading stuff. Huh. Sometimes we trade stories with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they we get something in return for a really good story because they really appreciate storytelling. Aww. And yeah, they're so sweet, <laughs> <laughs> they're so sweet. Mm-hmm. But they come from a very uh city based kind of planet, mm-hmm. uh, that's it's very city based, but it's very balanced as well. Uh-huh. They, uh huh they respect their planet and so they don't they take their other technological advancements out into space Mm. as to not harm their planet
2: oh
0: interesting Mm -hmm. Um, what kind of like rituals or traditions do you have in your um, civilization
1: coming of age ceremony
0: ah how is that? How, about, how is it? Tell me about it. It's brutal.
1: Oh. <laughs> Wasn't it's, so brutal. <laughs> it's so brutal. It's so brutal. we thought about this for a long time, too. Like, it just kind of popped into our head one day while we were thinking about it. Uh-huh. And we have a coming-of-age ceremony, and it is incredibly brutal. They leave you stranded <laughs> for, like, a couple months. Oh my. To see if you can survive out there by yourself. And sometimes they take you from everything you've ever known on the planet and they drop you on that moon. Oh. Yeah, they leave you on the moon. Oh. Yeah. And if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you have somebody with you. So, Uh like when I did my coming of age ceremony, I had my friend with me because we're the same age. Ah. So we got to survive together. I feel so sorry for those who had to do it by themselves.
2: Mm. But
1: wow. you you learn all the skills you're supposed to uh, at a very young age. So like how to hunt and how to take care of yourself and what plants you can eat and what plants you can't eat and, and all that kind of stuff. And they take you to the moon a couple times. It's not like you're just dropped in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I have like an elder... And he teaches you how to hunt and live efficiently in a forested human environment compared to a dry, arid environment that you came from. Mm. So, yeah, you go and have like little long lessons or something, and you. (laughs) (laughs) But the coming of age ceremony is brutal.
0: So, do some people just not survive?
1: Yeah, wow, that happens. Yeah, and it's a it's a risk you you take though, because uh, if you can, like the the survival rate is rather high because you're so prepared, right? Um, so the actual fatality rate is really incredibly low, mm-hmm. but it does happen. It does happen, but most of the time, it's all well and good, and then you go back home. And you're considered an adult, which means if you really wanted to, you could move into your own house and get married Mm -hmm. and have your own kid if you really wanted to.
0: What are um, wedding traditions like?
1: Mm. You have to find somebody very compatible with you.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. You can't just... Marry somebody random. There is no arranged marriages because that's not, that's not how that works. Mm. You have to be emotionally compatible.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: have to have that uh that 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 spark with somebody. Mm-hmm. That that just connection. You just have to have it. I I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Humans call them soulmates, but soulmates can be anybody. Right. But you have to have that with someone, and. Getting married is, I mean, you don't really, in the human sense, you don't really get married. You just decide that this is your person and that this is how this is going to be. Mm -hmm. And you, there is something we do. What do we do? What do we do? You lock hands with one another with both hands. Mm-hmm. And you press your foreheads together, and I don't remember what happens because I've never done it with somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. And there's like this odd connection that's open between the two of you. Mm. And like a like a you're way more sensitive to them than you will ever be to anybody else. Mm. And but you were already sensitive before. Yes. Yeah. Because they're your person. But you are incredibly sensitive now to their wants and their needs, and things like that. So you can communicate flawlessly without having to talk.
0: Yeah. Oh wow! So you kind of become like a dyad. Yeah. That's cool.
1: But you don't like in a like you're separate but together. Right. So your minds are your own, but you have that ridiculous connection between you that you can use if you'd like. Yeah. And once it's done, it can't be undone. Mm-hmm. But most don't feel the need to undo it. So,
2: yeah.
0: Okay, I have a personal question to ask. Feel free to say no. Oh, okay. How does uh, how does reproduction work?
1: Same way as with humans. Okay. Yeah, it's it's uh we don't have asexual reproduction. We have sexual reproduction, mm-hmm. so it's similar. Um, but all of us are. By choice, like I guess it's it's part of our culture or or, or practicality, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are very uh, we don't have the same stigmas, right, against physical affection mm-hmm. as say other cultures do or even humans. Yeah. So, from a like as soon as both male and female sexes. Have the ability to reproduce, like when you hit puberty, mm-hmm. you are given a. It's like an injection, but you only have to have it once, where it makes you sterile ah. until you want to have children.
0: Oh, we could use that on our planet. Oh,
1: that would, right? Phenomenal. <laughs> that would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. So you are, you can't. Like, you could have, say, if two childhood friends decide they wanted
0: to mess
1: around. (laughs) Have a roll in the hay or something. Yeah. Then there was no chance that a kid could be produced from that if they had those, you know, male-female parts. Right. Yeah. Plus, and because your partner can be whatever gender they choose that they are and whatever sex so Ah, okay there is no you have to be married to if you're if you have a male body you have to be married to a female there is none of that you can choose whoever you want it's compatibility Compatibility. over literally anything else
0: wow that's so cool
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um so then
0: since they only have one child so then do you get do you become sterile then after the one child yes Uh, so that so is that for population control reasons or just tradition
1: kind of both so really and truly what kind of happens is you can choose to have a kid the traditional in your belly way
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or you don't have to do that (laughs) oh yeah You don't have to.
0: Is there Um, another uh, alternative?
1: Yeah. I hate to say the word test tube baby, but yeah.
0: Yeah, test tube baby.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I hate to say that, but yes, you can do that if you so choose. Say, like, if there was too high of a risk for the female involved.
2: Mm -hmm. Like Like, health problems or
1: something? Yeah. Like it could kill her and the child. Right. But you still want children. Mm -hmm. Then you can get a test tube baby. And from your DNA, yeah, it's still biologically your child. Uh,
0: So, would that you don't have to
1: have it, (laughs) right?
0: Right. So, would that kind of be the same, like if it's two females or two males, Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm.
1: could opt for that? Yep, they have the ability to make the child biologically related to both parents, Mm -hmm. and not say a donor parent, right? Mm -hmm.
0: That's cool. Um, what about, are there any holidays that are celebrated?
1: Yeah, (laughs) we have, I think it's, it, it, I think it's just hot all year round, but there is a festival that's really hot, like really warm. Um, even at night, it's just, it's, it's really hot and it's like a fire festival and It's really just... An, well, nowadays, it's just an excuse to get drunk and go party. But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but back in the day, it was more of a celebration. Well, it still is. Is a celebration of, like, advances. Technological advances. Like, mm. the first. And then it kind of moves on. So, it's... It's like a big summertime celebration where... It's, it's about advances, but it's also about the seasons, because our planet moves around our star so slowly that mm-hmm. we have such... We have, we have two summers a year, we have two winters a year, we have two falls a year, we have two springs a year, because of how slow we move. am mm-hmm. not sure how that works, I have not studied that, but we have like a bi-yearly freeze and a bi-yearly summer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of twice a year, we celebrate the middle of summer, like the solstice kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because we have two solstices, one on each side. Oh, (laughs) that's so interesting. Yeah. So like our star is in the middle. And then we have like over here is winter, and then on the direct opposite will be another winter. And then summer, summer, spring, spring, fall, fall. Oh,
0: wow, that's really cool.
1: Yeah. I don't know how that works, but it does. (laughs) (laughs) Because we travel, like, the same distance that a planet with a faster orbit would in, like, halfway around our star. So we experience all four seasons halfway through the year, and then we experience them again. And then it just kind of by yearly stuff so we celebrate the summer solstice twice mm. and the winter solstice twice and then the equinoxes twice so
0: so most of your holidays are kind of wrapped around season seasonal oh absolutely markers. yeah
1: yeah they are <clears throat>
0: so tell me i want to know more about like what like what your people do for fun you mentioned drinking <laughs> Like what? What all do you like? What is
1: uh... we we dance, we drink, we it's an excuse to get together with one another, mm-hmm. and most like bonds are like like marriage bonds mm-hmm. are founded here because that's where everyone gets together. Mm. So because we live in such secluded areas you don't really get to meet lots of other people. So when you have these epicenters where everyone comes together for one night or a whole day or whatever, then that's when you get to meet people. Mm. And so you can form like friendships and bonds and all of these things. And then you just, because of how we can travel from place to place, to place, to place, to place, you just nurture that bond.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: however you'd like um, we also like to play in the woods so play in the woods yeah because we have those that. we have like those weird forests yeah we just like to screw around <laughs> yeah <laughs> and do stuff and go exploring and all that kind of fun stuff find out what's out there mm-hmm. yeah that's
0: cool um, I have some questions now, I'm curious. So, okay. um, I know that Anru, you had, you know, hopes of kind of leaving, right? And mm. kind of joining the Federation and doing things like that. Can you tell me more about like what that was like?
1: Oh, it was very hard to come to that decision. I left everything I'd ever known. I left my best friend, I left my family. I left all of it behind for something I barely knew about because we didn't want to be part of the Federation. Like they know about us, but they don't, we don't.
0: You don't actively participate. yeah, Yeah,
1: we don't actively participate. We sit on that fence. You're kind of like
0: Switzerland where you're yeah. <laughs> like hang to yourself. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're like a neutral party. Yeah. And that's where we like to stay. Is we like to stay a neutral party. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, why not? I wanted to see the whole wide universe. I wanted to see it all. Yeah, And we only stay on our planet or on the moon or we don't we don't really go anywhere we're on that ring around our planet Mm
2: -hmm. so we don't
1: oh i'm so stupid um i just had a thought i'm so sorry um (laughs) yes (laughs) that ring around the planet is the city
0: ah i was wondering
1: yeah that's what that is i was like oh Ugh. Anyway, you could go to the ring, you could go to stay on the planet, or you can go to the moon, and that's that's about it. That's that is the extent of your life. It, like that movie with uh, Moana and their oh, yeah, um, yeah 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 Montanui, and yep. <laughs> she's like, and no one leaves. Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah. So you were Moana. Yeah. You were like, I'm going to be a wayfarer. I wanted to go.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go so bad. I wanted to see what was out there. Because yeah. I'm, basically, I'm from an island in the middle of the ocean that nobody leaves. Right. That's it. I, yeah. That's where I'm from. So I wanted to, I wanted to go. I wanted to see things for myself. And it was a, a rude awakening. Yeah. Very rude awakening. Yes. Um. Tell me more. Well, you know, you, you come from one culture and that's all you've ever known. And you suddenly go to a place where all of these cultures mix and converge. And some things you would do for one culture is incredibly rude for another culture and and Mm -hmm. clothes are a thing. And, and (laughs) there's so much stimulation and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta build walls. Mm. Yeah. Between you and other people. Like you, you have to do that. Right. And I'd never done that before. So, it was just it was very odd because yeah. I kind of—I showed up because I left and I hopped on a freighter with one of the uh, the, the the Gulag, gulag people. <laughs> the <gulags. laughs> I left the Gulags. <laughs> I left with one of them, and they took me where I wanted to go because I traded—I traded a story and hmm. some other things. I um, left.
0: Yeah. One way train out of your yeah. planet. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I'm I'm not really supposed to go back, yeah. but I think I'm going to <laughs> really <Tell laughs> just me more. to be mean, <laughs> <laughs> to be petty. <laughs> yeah, to be petty. I'm gonna I'm gonna complete this mission. Mm. I'm gonna complete my mission. I'm gonna do whatever they want me to do next, and then. I'm going to dress up like, you know, when you, when people go back to a small town and they've Mm -hmm. been in the military, whatever, and they're all dressed up and in their blues and they've got all their medals and all that fun stuff. I'm going to do that.
0: (laughs) Yes. So after the mission is complete, you're going to like go back and be like, Hey, guess what? I did this really amazing thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to do that. Be like, I met so many amazing people and I had, so many good interactions and i have all of these friends now Mm. and i'm you this is what you're missing this is what you're missing
0: yeah you're gonna be (laughs) an example of what's possible yeah
1: because so few of us leave so right yeah
0: oh wow how did you get a job with the federation um <laughs> <laughs> he just like pulled up, and we're like, "Hey, you guys accepting applications? <laughs> accepting
1: applications." So I hopped on the freighter, and they took me to Ooh, a very big planet that has very big cities, very big cities, and they were recruiting. And I knew what I wanted to do, and so I fumbled my way through the city because it was all metal and it was weird and everything smelled, and (laughs) so much. There was just so much going on, and I think that was when I had my first run-in with um, somebody else who had a uh, a weird. I guess it's their aura, but like they bumped into me and transferred some of that to me. And it was not fun. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah, because you're so sensitive to energy.
1: And I had to deal with their emotions on top of my emotions. And it was like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) So I learned very quickly that I had to put up like shields. Mm -hmm. And then I would then I went and I signed up. And because I was so rare and I had all of these skills, like survival. Mm-hmm. And all of these things that they didn't have to teach me that I kind of just fell into ranks real quickly. Yeah. Well,
0: you'd be like the perfect candidate to go, right, go do um, Earth mission in Atlantis mm-hmm. because, you know, a yurt. Mm-hmm. In-
1: <laughs> a year in the wilderness. Yeah.
0: That's like your your jam. Yeah. That's super oh, cool.
1: On my planet, I know about Earth. What was that? Sorry, the the
0: recording cut out a little bit.
1: Oh, whoops. We know about Earth on my planet.
0: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, we know about it. We know about all of them. We learn about all of them that we, you know, have come into contact with or whatever. And we gain information from people on the outside because we don't ever leave. And so we have information on, like, the Pleiades and Lyra and uh, Sirius and... All the majors. Yeah, all of them. We have information. And some on lesser known situate. So, wow. Civilizations. Mm
0: -hmm. I can't talk.
1: (laughs) It's
0: okay. (laughs) And then
1: we also know about Earth because it was like a big hull of blue, Right. So we were like, oh, what's that? And then we did some of our own research on the planet. We were like, we're going to stay away from that.
0: (laughs) Too big of a mess. (laughs) <laughs> or what? Mm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because at the time, it was just so like, new.
0: Yeah, and primitive.
1: hmm And I don't think there were any people on it at the time when we learned about it. Mm-hmm. But everybody was really interested in it for some reason. Mm. So I was very curious and wanted to be someone who went and saw basically what everybody comes from before they become this great civilization because Mm. we all start from somewhere and I wanted to be a part of that so I dipped (laughs) (laughs) I was just like he and I I, I, bye (laughs) I, I told my parents and my friends that I was leaving and I left
0: were they really upset with you incredibly yeah
1: yeah i was they were incredibly upset with me to the point where like uh some of the because our planet has like very limited government but they kind of got involved and told me that because i'm leaving because word travels fast even through an open desert plain, Mm -hmm. that someone is leaving so they kind of told me that you have to stay hush hush about Certain things, and you can't, you know, talk about certain things. So,
0: yeah, what about the other one on the Federation that is one of you? Um, did they have to do this go through the
1: same thing? Hmm. I think they're older than me,
0: mm, so they went first.
1: Yeah, they went first. They're older than me, they're also incredibly pessimistic towards our planet. So, uh,
0: ah, they're kind of jaded by
1: oh, oh, jaded is.
0: An understatement. Nice word.
1: <laughs> they have used some terms that I would not like to use. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, they're very upset. Why very upset? That- well, they they weren't forced off of the planet, mm. but it was. It wasn't pretty.
0: Like they were banished, kind of.
1: In a way, like, ah, uh, I know what they did. They left on a freighter ship and had like a little bit of a joyride and then came oh. back.
0: <laughs> I see.
1: And because they were not on one of our ships, they kind of got booted. Uh, uh-huh. And so they joined the Federation. And so when I joined they the Federation moved that person from whatever they were doing and gave me to them basically for a while to help Mm. me adjust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you worked
0: with them for a bit.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. (laughs) Sounds like they have a different personality than you. Oh yeah, they're, they're way more calm than I am and a lot more like angry <laughs> at certain aspects so they're mm-hmm. they're fun to work with sometimes because they're just like oh, and you're just like ah, in the background <laughs> like thumbs up it's cool finger guns it's fine and they're just like no like oh, okay <laughs> Yeah. Um,
0: okay. So they work with
1: some. They work with something else, like how I work with Earth and oh, civilization. Yeah, they, what do, they do, do something different. They're like a. Uh, I almost want to say ambassador. Uh ah, okay. One of the other planets, one of the other civilizations that doesn't get to show up for the Federation all the time, mm-hmm. so they kind of go back and forth between. The federation and like meetings and that planet specifically. So they kinda go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do because they're I think the species ambassadoring ambassador is non nonverbal species. Oh,
0: okay. So they would be good at that because they can kind of read emotions and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is why they sent me to Earth because I can do that. Uh-huh. Right. And sense. humans at the time couldn't talk. So if we did come in contact with natural humans, then I could talk to them.
0: That makes sense.
1: I could be um, Arcturan, but. Right. Tall, spindly, blue alien versus. <laughs> yeah. Less tall and spindly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe less intimidating.
1: Less intimidating, yeah.
0: Um. Do you. Can you tell us the name of your civilization? Or the planet or the constellation or anything? No. Is it still redacted?
1: Yeah. Ah. I don't know what I don't know what we're called. I don't know what my planet's called. I'm pretty sure we're in Cepheus. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But our our civilization and our planet, it starts with a V. Uh-huh. But I'm not entirely sure okay. what that word is.
0: Okay. I won't press you too much on it. Um, okay. I have some more questions. Why, uh, why does experience the disassociation episodes closer to the winter
1: We are the most open during winter.
2: Mm.
1: It's a very... it's a very spiritual time for us um. on our planet. Um, we're very we're very open and very easily uh, kind of influenced and we kind of, it's just different. I don't know how to describe it. But we're very very open during the winter because there's there's a there's a time when you can almost hear the the planet talk mm-hmm. <laughs> sing and it it just kinda you can you can hear it. You can hear it. And so she
0: perceives that in her human body.
1: Yeah. But Earth doesn't necessarily have that. At least not that we can hear right now. Mm-hmm. So we kind of disassociate because it feels incredibly spiritual to us for some reason. But we don't, there's no, there's nothing there. Yeah. So we're just constantly searching, 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 searching. I see. And because I'm probably the strongest during that period. Yeah. Because we become more demure. And mm-hmm. then I kind of am brought to the forefront.
0: Right. As far as, like, the personality and the consciousness mm-hmm. goes. um, Is there anything that she can do to help um, reduce the effects of these episodes? Since it interferes a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does interfere a lot, yeah. Um, I've, There are a couple things, but they are not cure-alls. Yeah. Really and truly, just... The physical telling, yeah. Mm -hmm. That you're here and that you're present and that things are okay and that you're in, we're in our body. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing I can do. The sensation that everything feels fake. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do about that. That just kind of, it will go away or it won't. Um, The best way I can say is maybe find something that will ground us or talk right. to somebody um or just take a minute but there's not much i can do about the whole nothing feels real right. that's because we're in we're in the incorrect space
0: right um what about any other grounding things like you know you could things like um being in in nature or eating a meal or crystals, or like, are there any other tools mm. that you could use?
1: Well, being in nature is always that'll work okay. typically, right? Um, if we can get out there, that is, um, eating that kind of becomes autopilot. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it, it should work, but it doesn't, mm. and then crystals are more of a de- deterrent hmm. and more of a uh, so they don't work for us the same as they work for other people
0: oh interesting
1: yeah tell me, so, can you tell me about that <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll 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 do my best so for some reason we are rather numb to the effects of crystals Mm. so how people feel things like like when they tell you oh you're supposed to feel something when you hold a crystal that belongs to you right yeah you're supposed to be able to feel that energy or you're supposed to be able to you know do things well we are so blocked off Mm -hmm. that we can't feel it very easily it has to be an incredibly strong crystal and and when that happens it could very well knock us out because we've had that experience before and that oh, was interesting bull. uh yeah someone handed us a very large Lanka stone uh-huh. and uh yeah oh wow <laughs> we okay all, we almost passed out
0: <laughs> so you have to be really careful with crystals <laughs> yeah
1: we have to be very, very particular with which ones will actually work for us and which ones won't. Um, We're very drawn to Carnelian and Labradite and all that fun stuff, Mm -hmm. but we don't really feel anything from them, Mm -hmm. but they grant us this source of, like, comfort. That they're there, and that we know what they're supposed to do. And so that helps kind of Kind of calm us down, so like every day we carry around a Apache tear and we know what that Apache tear is supposed to do, so mm-hmm. it helps us, right? Kind of like intention a setting,
2: setting a little bit,
1: yeah, yeah. It's sense. I hate to say like a placebo effect, but kind of like that, yeah, yeah, totally, where we kind of like trick ourselves into being like, it's fine, yeah, it's
0: like <laughs> a little reminder,
1: yeah, and then it is fine, right. and that's why we do typically carry crystals, but we don't carry like. Like big ones that would potentially knock us out, right? Um, but we know they work because when we wear black tourmaline, we feel very stunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Com- whereas if someone handed us another sheet of longest stone, we could pass out. So,
0: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Interesting. Fun. Okay. Any other Any other advice that you can give about? the disassociating?
1: This year should be easier. Okay. So much easier. Do you know why? We can talk now. Mm. It's so much easier.
0: Yes. So it's not like you have this... She has this large part of herself that's walled away.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, It's better. It's easier. It's a thinner wall. I'm more... I'm more present than I yeah. was before.
0: Right. We kind of broke down that wall. Yeah. And so now it should
1: be so much easier.
0: Good. Oh, that's so good to hear. So it's kind mm-hmm. of just like, okay, just surrender to it. Um, do yeah. to get back into your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just not worry too much about it because it's not going to be as debilitating as it used to be.
1: Yeah. That's good. It that's should, really good it to hear. should, it should be calmer now. And the, the, This, the the bout oh, the bouts incidents of that Mm -hmm. will not be nearly as intense. So So, there's not going to
0: be like long stretches or anything. Yeah,
1: it shouldn't. It should not be four months again. Good. (laughs) That's
0: good. Um, Would it help to like? uh, Would it help to bring you forward during those times, or like, what can she do to kind of talk her, or like, is there some sort of practice she could do to help.
1: Um yeah. There's I guess acknowledging that I'm probably right there. And yeah. that's why we're having such a big disassociative moment it would probably be best. Yeah. Just acknowledge that I'm there and it should be okay. And you should be able to get out of it rather soon. Okay. Like we so, did yesterday.
0: Right, right. So just being like so instead of kind of resisting it, maybe it's just like, just hey, I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all connected and here and mm-hmm. just trust. Yes, trust. Beautiful. It'll be fine. That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, What about the dream that she had recently about the, the guy that gave her Shiloh vibes? What was that about?
1: Um i think they're the same person Uh but in like a different a different way uh we needed someone incredibly intense back in the day and now Uh, we need someone mm -hmm. a little bit more calm cool and collected um i think it's someone that's trying to talk to us but i'm not really sure who Mm -hmm. so it would probably be best if we looked into it <laughs> okay. by, by ourselves and see if I could find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But I don't know who he is.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: Yeah. Because
0: I remember before he was kind of like, almost like an angel of death type of a Yeah,
1: person. this is different. Huh. He felt different. He felt calmer and more like in the background rather than are you happy? <laughs>
0: right, 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 super intense. Yeah. But just kind of like a maybe some sort of a guide.
1: Yeah, like a, a some kind of guardian of some kind. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um is there anything else that you want to share?
1: I've got a couple little tidbits of just random information. Absolutely. that I that I remembered. Uh-huh. There are very large elephant like creatures on my planet. Ooh. Yeah, they're very big. Mhm. Elephant like, huge, massive, big, strong, scary creatures. Ooh. Um, yeah, very elephant like. They kind of roam the more uh flat deserty area rather than the dunes. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Like a Sahara type landscape Yeah. Do
1: yeah. they
0: coexist with the Kala?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the caller respect them, and they respect the caller. Mm. So, it's kind of a calmer situation. I, see. I think we have goats too, uh-huh. like a like a weird type of goat. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I don't I don't really remember what they look like other than goats and the goat screaming.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So are they They're kind loud. of like?
0: Are they prey to the kala, or...? They can be. Or do you guys eat them?
1: Yes. So yes to both. Mm. Um, There's a wild version of them Mm. that is very much like those big... They kind of remind me of those big sheep that have the big, long, white coats and the huge horns, and they're massive. Yeah. Those are the wild ones. The domesticated ones are still just as big but they're not nearly so aggressive Mm -hmm. they don't have like that weird crazy brain and you can ride them if you really wanted to but we use them for milk and meat and stuff Mm -hmm. they're fun (laughs) that's cool anything else? I don't think so I think that's everything that I had in mind unless you have other questions you want to ask
0: no I think we're good. I think. Thank you, Anru. Gonna of course. You back. I'm going to send you back now.
1: Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Bye.
0: All right. So if you want to find out more about maybe your own soul's uh, journey, you know, through different star systems and what star systems you're associated with or, or who might be hanging out with you within your consciousness as well uh, you can come find me at the starseedawakener.com and most people go ahead and book a reading with me first and then you're able to apply the value of that reading to a hypnosis session if you decide you want to do that. Uh, I think it helps it helps us to do it that way you don't have to do it that way but it seems to help my clients because I think most of us, we're kind of like, we know deep down, intuitively, that we're a starseed. But it's like we we still are searching for a little bit of validation. So uh, with the reading, when I use the Galactic Heritage cards, it gives us a lot of information about your soul's purpose and journey before incarnating here and what you're here to do. And that's just a really great way to kind of uh, get that confirmation that you need. So... Uh, Go ahead and book one with me and we will have some fun together. All right. I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Starseed Awakening podcast. If you are ready to become a quantum healer and learn this powerful spiritual technology to take it out into the world and help others, visit my website, thestarseedawakener.com slash QHC to
2: sign up for the next round. See you soon.